So if we go further into the terms, her mortgage, which you were basically taking over the payments and you're not doing an assumption, which is what gets people confused very often. You can do assumptions on some loans, but those are even more complicated than just getting a loan in the first place. Often they can take up to 90 days to to do a full assumption and you have to do all the paperwork, all the credit, all the applications. And of course, with this, you don't have to do any of that. Who's this? Oh, you're an entrepreneur? Oh, you're a real estate investor. Oh, you're trying to learn from those who did it. Well, come into the lab then. Put your white coat on, gloves on, notepad, and let's build y'all. Yeah, thank you. I love that you wanted to talk about this. So let's break down the deal. So the original terms were that she was asking for 360. And now this home kind of on the market, I guess its market value would have been around 330. But it came fully furnished. And sometimes you pay a little bit of a premium when you're doing a subject to or a creative financing deal. So 360 sounded good for you because she was giving you 5% down. Now, these days, you can only get 5% down if you're house hacking. If you're literally living in the home, you can get as little as 3% down. And if you have VA benefits, maybe zero down. But 5% down is unheard of as an investor. And so that was really exciting, I know, to you to be like, holy cow, I can get this property 18K in, right? I think that was the thing that kind of hooked you, right? A hundred percent. And I think yeah. for, uh, and I've been talking about this, I actually recorded an episode on this. It's, if you have an exit strategy uh, and you're clear on that exit strategy and you have some data and right, you're, you're a seasoned investor, maybe even if you're not, you've done your research. I think that's really important for me. It was a no brainer. Uh, and I've always wanted to do a creative finance deal. And I want to talk about my experience going through that because it's like, okay, great. You hear that uh, a podcast and books uh, and it sounds too good to be true. Um, yeah. But it, the reality is, and I think you're talking about the top line, that there is a kind of a liquidation event happening. And so if you can start understanding your numbers, right, maybe and learn from others who didn't do that, um, for me, it was a no-brainer because I knew what I was getting on the exit. And at the same time, I know that going to 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 a lender right now, I'm looking at seven point five to eight percent, and I know that because we buy properties all year long. That's what I just yeah. closed on, right? So, yeah. So it's a no-brainer for me for sure because of the exit because of the terms. Yeah. So if we go further into the terms, her mortgage, which you were basically taking over the payments and you're not doing an assumption, which is what gets people confused very often. You can do assumptions on some loans, but those are even more complicated than just getting a loan in the first place. Often they can take up to 90 days to, to do a full assumption and you have to do all the paperwork, all the credit, all the applications. And of course, with this, you don't have to do any of that. So the loan she had remaining was about two hundred and thirty thousand, mm-hmm. and then it was at five percent interest, or is, and that meant that your monthly payment all in was like nineteen hundred a month. And what's great is that she already had a tenant, but even better, you know this market like the back of your hand, and you have the insurance companies in your pocket. So even though she was making a decent bit of cash flow you are going to go and turn around and make this like a cash king, right? So yeah, um, yeah, very exciting. And, and I want to piggyback that, right? Because yep. you know, I, I appreciate you calling out the term. So 
just to echo, right? I put them $17,593. I had to pull up what you were talking. 0% interest for five years, right? Now I did have, uh, we structured a five-year balloon, which to me still made sense at $109,850. We, we, we did this as um, our uh, seller wanted to have her equity back that she had in a home within the next five years. But now keep in mind that five-year balloon, that's percent, right? Which is, that's like getting a, uh, that's like me having a, a credit card that I can spend $109,000 for the next five years, know that I'm going to make the cash flow back. And still, even if I don't have the possibility at that point to then either refinance or do a HELOC or come up with the capital. I mean, there are just so many exits that for me, I'm, I'd be based on the numbers I'm making now. It was a no brainer. But let me ask you, Z, because, you know, I've heard of balloon payments and I've heard of interest only. And it's like, ah. For you, it's probably like second nature. For someone else who's listening, you're like, babe, hold on. Do uh, you want to talk about a, you know, how often that happens in a sub two deal? Is that typical yeah. or is that not typical? Just to give uh, you know, the listeners or whoever is watching a little bit of context of how we were able to structure this deal. Yeah, totally. So balloon payment just means that whatever that balloon is going to be at that time period, you have to pay it all back. And so for you, I think you said it was just a little over $100,000. And so at that time, you can refinance the loan. So kind of everybody's been talking about that interest rates will go down again. They're not going to stay where they are right now. And maybe in two or three years, we might see 5 6% again. And that might be a good time. So maybe you won't even exercise the full balloon. You might just refinance then and then give her the money back with a cash out refinance. Another option is you say, I want to go the whole five years and maybe even longer if she lets you extend. And then with that, you could take money from somewhere else. So maybe you want to get a HELOC from one of your other properties and you can pay that hundred grand back. But at some point, you do have to give her that money. So that's yeah. kind of what that's about. And it's awesome. very common when people have equity in their homes, which most people do these days because we had so much equity and appreciation gain and COVID. Experiment Nation, you've heard the word MTR, midterm rentals, as it is currently a hot topic and hot commodity right now, because again, there has been an increase in short-term rental regulations. And there also has been, let's face it, a slowdown in what we were experiencing a couple years back when it comes to bookings. So with that said, short-term rental operators are looking for alternative solutions to tap into the midterm rental space. However, there is a space, there is a sub niche of midterm rental insurance that I'm truly excited about that I wanna share with you that the experience that we've had, the tremendous results we've been able to have, and that's the insurance midterm rental space, which is very different than your traditional midterm rentals. When you think of traditionally midterm rentals, you think of travel nurses. There is a space, midterm rental insurance space that we've tapped in where you need to be well connected with insurance and relocation specialists and companies and understand the right type of asset required for you to be able to help these families. What's really important that stands out the most, which you can get in what I'm about to offer you is the understanding where to be found by these insurance companies, how to properly manage your calendar so that your listings are optimized so that they can find you, how to actually gain traction and build a relationship with these relocation insurance companies, 
I've put together an MTR insurance blueprint. That's double M T triple R insurance blueprint to cover these foundations after we've had success landing very large contracts on single family homes that literally 4X what we traditionally make in long-term rentals and also gives us peace of mind because there's less turnover and a hundred percent occupancy because these contracts can start anywhere from 30 days to three months to eight months and range anywhere from again we've landed anywhere from eight thousand to nine thousand dollars a month in per month on a single family home property which our mortgages are typically around the 2400 range which then gives you a large spread of anywhere from four to six k net on just one property and this is why it's very hot right now but people who haven't been in the lab with individuals like myself like jesse vasquez and dr rachel gainsborough and noble crawford don't have the foundations and don't know exactly where to start and therefore this is why i'm giving you guys a blueprint the mtrr insurance blueprint go to the website experimentrealestate.com and get yourself a blueprint to completely change or at least have a plan B if you're a short-term rental operator looking to maximize your occupancy and profitability. We'll see you on the other side. Yeah, for sure. And I want to just, you know, because we want to keep this super punchy and and straight to the point. So I want to just kind of like recap how this happened. Obviously, you and I are connecting, but you have a special connection in the marketplace because you're actually, you know, again, you have years of experience doing this, right? Like, which I love. I love working with people that like are like seasoned and experts, right? Now you've kind of structured it in a way where you have multiple relationships across the nation with um, homeowners, but at the same time, you made yourself available and known, right? Just had your book, 30 Day Stay. That was not your first then. You've been in this space for a while. You did publish this book uh, via Bigger Pockets, et cetera. You've been around Circular Podcast. So you're super connected. People know you. People know what you're doing. There's a trust factor. And now what you do, you're going out and, and you know, getting these, these uh, or at least facilitating these deals. And maybe you can tell us a little bit of background on how you're doing those. But you brought the deal to me. I then looked at the terms. You were then able to facilitate a contract, which I agreed with the terms. I ended up coming in with the 18K. Uh, we ended up closing uh, fairly quickly. There was a lot of, you know, we had to fine tune a few things because we had to make, uh, you know, from the inspection, I had to do that. That was no problem. Traditional, but there was no lender involved. And that's what I really want to echo. There was no lender involved. We did a creative finance deal where, again, I didn't assume the mortgage, but what I'm doing is I'm making payments on behalf of the seller. And again, this is all done. This is not done behind the napkin. Like we went to a closing attorney, the deed sent it to me in my name, right? In our name. And then it was transferred over to us. There's a lot of little nuances that I learned as well, as far as like, oh, well, what happens if, you know, the insurance, like, you know, all that was explained to us. There's a form that actually transfers it, transfers the right of ownership and now the insurance, et cetera. And then you were able to just close, right? Sign up about nine documents. And we were able to close subject to. Now, it was a process, but I did appreciate, I want to highlight that, that you had uh, transaction coordinators, you had your assistant helping uh, communicate. And then at some point, uh, as the deal kind of, um, uh, I guess, uh, uh, came to fruition, I got closer to the closing table, you connected, um, uh, your assistant connected me with the seller and we were able to have a great conversation because that's how we're going to build that relationship anyways, because the seller is essentially the bank. 
uh, which I really appreciate it. Now, I think it's really important for people to understand a little bit, right? As we kind of wrap up and put it, put a bow on it, you know, why are people selling? Um, you know, you've been telling me you've been getting a lot of people that you're selling maybe because they didn't do their numbers, right? Or whatever the case might be. But there's so many different nuances. And I think people always like to understand, like, hold on, this is too good to be true. Like, why are people actually selling? So what have you seen and what would you say and summarize to someone who's like, wants to buy creative finance? And they're like, what's the, what's the catch here? Could you explain to us uh, what's happening in the marketplace? Well, I think first off, this is just an example of the power of networking, because when I saw this deal, I was like, oh, man, I might even buy this. And because we're good friends, I went up to you and I said, hey, I'm thinking about this. Like, let me run some things by you. And then I ultimately passed. And then you got the opportunity to pick it up and you did. And so if we didn't have that relationship, like that wouldn't have come to you right away. Right. And very there were a few times you were like hey i know there's other people interested in this deal like it's mine make sure it's mine because we're friends so i did you know and i facilitated that so again power of networking but this also came to me from the power of networking i was shooting out a couple deals to my network so i've got like a an email list that goes out every once in a while when i have new deals and somebody came back to me and said hey i've been seeing that you're selling a lot of deals creatively i have something i might want to sell and so like, how easy is that, right? And that's where I got that property from. And this particular seller was not distressed. I think a lot of times people think, oh, it's gotta be like out of desperation that anyone would ever do this. But for her, she lives in California. This is in Atlanta. And she has been moving into doing like co-housing, rooming board type of rentals where she's got like maybe seven bedrooms that she rents midterm. And that's just like a totally different model. So she's like, I'm not that excited about one unit when I want a big property and I want to do this other model that's been making me so much money. So sometimes people just want to change. And yep. so that's kind of where this one came from. Yeah. But if we want to talk a little bit about the overarching thing is that a lot of people bought short-term rental properties in 2021 when Airbnb was booming. And now these people are realizing, wow, you know, 2022 was a lot lower. 2023 is still a little bit of a slump. And now there's so much competition that I think a lot of people are just not quite wanting to do this business. They're realizing it's not as easy as they thought. So okay. it's really a great time for professional operators like you and maybe some bigger companies that are picking up properties. So it's a good time to sell if somebody's looking to sell. Um before it becomes a hot potato that nobody wants, right? So mm. still good opportunity and definitely opportunity to buy if you really know your numbers. Yeah. Absolutely. And so see, I just want to let the record show here, you know, this might be on my page, this page. I requested Ziana, I know you're super busy that I wanted to get on the air. Uh, I'm an educator. You guys know I have a podcast. So my duty and obligation, I feel, is to sh share uh, because there's a lot of things that we don't know exist. And, you know, I told Z, like, I want to share this with the people. And at the same time, I want to thank you uh, while we have the cameras rolling so that we can at least share this as a case study that if you're a buyer and right now you're like, okay, the market is a little bit like, uh, you know, interest rates are high, you know, my money, my opportunity costs, et cetera. There's always alternative. And I always say the opportunity costs what is the opportunity to cost? It, it's you not knowing the alternative solution, right? You not knowing that other models exist. And so I wanted to take the time to highlight and thank you uh, in person or virtually here on the air to let you know 
uh, that I'm very grateful a, for our relationship and B, that you've been able to, you know, be a pioneer in the space where you're able to offer these kind of deals to investors like us who constantly want to invest and not let any type of the season in the marketplace slow us down from continuing to invest. And I would highly encourage you to, whether it's getting on Diana's email list, following her on, on her social media, uh, to continue to get educated on this, but don't sit on the sidelines and take advantage of, uh, of someone who's in the space uh, who's able to create these kind of deals and bring it to buyers like us so that we can continue to, to invest and um, not wait to buy real estate, but buy real estate and wait. So, yeah, I just want to thank you uh, for bringing this deal. And listen, I tell you this offline all the time. Let's do it again. <laughs> I will find you more. You know, actually, a few of your um, mastermind kind of clients or whatever, they have been reaching out to me. So I'm like, oh, shoot. Well, if you're looking for Atlanta, you're going to have to get in line because it's yeah. going to have to be like Ruben scraps, like whatever he doesn't want. So I felt bad for that. I was like, no, it's okay. Well, we'll just play the share and go around. But yeah, let's, let's, let's call it Atlanta, my, my territory for now. But if anyone yeah. listening, obviously send us deals. Uh, but Ziana, yeah. thank you so much. This was your, I wanted to make the time because I know you won't do this. You're just too like, it, this is like second nature for you, but I, I, it really isn't like, this is a game changer for us. Having that additional property in our portfolio with these kind of terms changes the game for us. So I wanted to thank you in person and encourage others to do the same. Hey, thank you so much. Experiment Nation podcasting has changed the way we operate as real estate investors ourselves, and they can do the same for you. Podcasting has been the source of the masterclasses that we get thanks to the world-class real estate investors and practitioners and specialists that come into the lab from all realms from short-term rentals to mid-term rentals to real estate syndications to even software as a service owners founders entrepreneurs have helped enrich our experiments by giving us the education helping us build a network and lastly and most importantly a brand association to open up multiple doors for our respective businesses if you understand the power that podcasting can have and you know that you need one for your brand please you can rely on our team investedtalent.com is my team and the team that helps this podcast the real estate experiment become the fruition each and every single week to educate my community build relationships on the air and continue to build our brand if you know that you need to do the same for your brand and you haven't pulled the trigger yet maybe because you don't know how our company investedtalent.com does the end to end from the time that you record to the time that it is published to even repurposing content on multiple social media platforms that's what my team can do for you simply go to investedtalent.com and book a discovery call to see how my team can help you launch your podcast